What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right. How you doing, Damon? Great. This one's just going to be me and Damon today. We're just doing a little, uh, we've been doing a lot of mini episodes, doing the roll calls, still regularly scheduled roll calls, but we were bored on a Saturday and we thought I posted this thing about the Hicks uh, should be lead off, change my mind thing. A lot of people agree with me. No, we didn't. I put up the poll and people were like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, like most of the things that I usually say, they agree with. So yeah. That's not really the case. People gave us shit for Gary stuff, but I think it's one of those things where it was like so only the Gary supporters were the ones that they're so like for Gary that they will co- they feel so strongly that they would comment on the Gary post. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about Gary that much, but like I'm just saying it's people. It's thought. so funny because I feel like I'm having deja vu right now because I feel like last year the same thing happened where. He hits one home run, and then everyone's all right. Like, enough. He's, That's he's no. We're not talking about Gary. This is I know. Gary. I don't want to so talk about him. But we're done talking about, talk Gary. about him all the time. But I am excited that he actually. Let's let's. I'll clear the elephant out of the room for a second here because I am. Ha- I'm happy for him. He's hitting well in spring yeah. training. We'll just hope it continues. And I listen. The, the potential is always there, and spring training isn't always like anything really. But it isn't. It's he's definitely not playing bad. So it's not. It's a bad thing if you aren't doing this, and it's a nothing thing if you are doing it. That's just how spring training is. It'd be more of a story, honestly, if he was playing bad. So yeah, he's not doing that, and that's good to see. We and want him to do well. Yeah, of course we want him to do well. People people think we want him to do know, bad, which is just not true. <laughs> and I, I don't want anybody to do bad on the Yankees, but I have to have a take on one of them, and I do have a take on, like, I don't think he's going to do well this year. That was my take. That doesn't mean I think that he, I want him to do horrible. So that's out of the way. We're talking about the lineup right now. We posted this thing, like I said, Hicks should be leadoff. And honestly, I put a poll up too to see, because you can't really tell what people are, how many people are agreeing with you in the comments, because some people will say yes, some people will say no. So the silent majority of people will vote on a poll. And we voted on the poll, and I think it was around 70% agreed. 69%. 69%. Nice. 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 69. 69. But 69% agreed with me. And I thought it was going to be a little bit of an outlandish take. But the reason why I think that this should be the case and it should be how they're doing it, I don't know why we're so dead set on the lineup. You know what I mean? Like, it's Judge is batting two, and there's no moving him. And everybody's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, is it? It, Does it, it work? Is it broke? It could yeah. be broke. We didn't win the World Series. So I'm just thinking it seems like there's something that's so set in stone that, that really, like, why is it so set in stone? Why, why yeah. not mess around with it? Like, Judge, for example, always batting two no matter what, which I'm not upset about that. But I'm also thinking to myself, like, what if we moved Hicks as the leadoff? Because Hicks OVP is 400 plus for his career. And his last two years was over 400 also. 
So the dude gets on base, he bats 225, but he walks like every single time. So honestly, that's why I want him in the leadoff spot because his OBP, like if you're just going to get on and he's not going to get a hit at the high rate that DJ is, the hits, you want to have the hits when people are on, not only when you're a leadoff guy to get on. If you're going to have a guy who just gets on, like because he's going to get a walk, he's not going to get a hit then you're not wasting his spot in the three-hole, which is where Boone thinks you're going to put him. So if he's in the three-hole and he's going to walk, that's not necessarily going to move the other two runners in front of him in, on, or over, or in. Yep. But if you have a guy like DJ, who doesn't necessarily walk a lot, he swings at a lot of pitches out of the zone, in the zone, but he makes contact on them, and everybody knows how many times DJ will get hit. He's already right back in midseason form. Got like three hits the other day, two, three, I don't know what it was, but... The main thought process behind this is that DJ needs people on base in front of him. And if you, he came in third and fourth in MVP the last two years out of the leadoff spot. Could you imagine if he had runners in front of him, if he was batting two, three, like I'm not, and people are saying this is almost like a slight at DJ. Like, oh my God, we're not moving DJ out of that. Like, no, we're, this is better for him. Because he'll have 150 RBIs because he gets a hit, and everybody and Hicks will be on base every time. So that's yeah, the, that's the my issue. Rationale. Is though is like DJ LeMahieu is the perfect leadoff hitter, so it's kind of hard. To but take like, a guy so out of is that Hicks. Spot. Is but like I, I get that, but where switch it, hitter too? Yeah, but like where 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 do you put where would you put DJ after that at two? <laughs> Literally two. That, I, I think well two is like theoretically two is supposed to be your best hitter. That that's like the logic. DJ's around. our best hitter. Yes, that's true. Okay, <laughs> <I'm not laughs> another another rare. <laughs> like, this is like we're supposed to have people who don't agree on on radio. We're supposed to talk and try and uh, I. But argue the thing it is, out. Though, like I I agree that it it makes sense in theory, but when you really look at what's going to happen, like DJ Mayhew gets on his OBP is four twenty one last year. Like that's insane. How, DJ's how, OBP yeah. is that? Like, how do you? It, it's just really hard to say that he shouldn't be the leadoff hitter because of that. His like, OBP is that high, but his batting average was like three fifty. What was it? What did it end up being at the end of the year? His batting average is three sixty four. Okay, so his OBP is not largely due to walks. So that's why I'm saying. If he's going to get on that much, he's going to get just as many at bats in the two hole. Except Hicks is going to be on four hundred, like forty percent of the time. Hicks is on. Yes, that's true. I think that if here's the thing, I think that Lemayhu is going to be the you know he. I think DJ the, should be like three, honestly. Who DJ? I, <laughs> Keep Judge at fucking two if that's if they're locked on to that, and that's also not a slight at Judge. It's just DJ literally won the batting title, and he gets on more. He gets hits more than anybody else in the league. And he's clutch. I don't, so like uh, we haven't even talked about the numbers of him with people on because with yeah. runners in scoring position they're even higher. It's like four hundred plus batting average. So I mean I don't I think this actually we as Yankee fans have developed this like just acceptance for him being the leadoff and that's that and we didn't question it. There's no because why would you question it? He's doing yeah. so well, but why not? put literally the best hitter the best hitter with runners in scoring position in spots where he can always have runners in scoring position all i'm asking is 
just literally Hicks was supposed to be the three. Why not just swap Hicks and DJ? Because, yeah, maybe. But I also think that, like, I don't know. Because Aaron Judge, his what, what's his OBP? Let me pull up real quick. Aaron Judge, his on base percentage was three thirty six last year, and batting average two fifty seven. So he also walks a good amount too. My my issue is like, yeah, okay. Um, Hicks gets on base, he walks, whatever, and then we have Judge up, and then we have Lemayhew up. Like, I I just don't know if that's kind of like the the right like power to contact ratio in a lineup. If that makes any sense at all. But like, I not, also not really, but I also but, <laughs> but I also don't feel like if Lemayhew Lemayhew is going to be a leadoff hitter. But let's just say. He's going to be a leadoff hitter. I don't think Hicks should bat third. Why? Because I think he's again, like you said, he he's a primary. He's primarily a walker, and we want people to get runs batted in. So where would you put Hicks? I'd put I'd put him a little bit lower. If I put him at like the six spot, even. You know he likes to do the the. Oh, we need a lefty or someone to break it up because we have so many righties. So that's why a, he's putting it up. When you have so such a right-handed heavy lineup, it doesn't fucking matter where you break that up. Yeah, when you're at a point where you got eight righty bats and you got one lefty it, or two it lefties, matter it's where really you're and and that now up. that Gardner is not going to be in the starting lineup, and now it's Clint versus Clint over Gardner there, and that's another. Now we don't have Gardner to break things up because it, it was almost yeah. perfect because we used to have Gardner in like the back end. He would be like seven or eight. Hicks would be in the four or five, whatever it may be in that area. And then there's two breaks in the lineup. And then it's righty, righty, lefty, righty, righty, lefty, righty, righty. And then- I'd, I'd honestly put, right now, I'd probably put Luke Voigt at three. And then put, I'd probably swap, I'd probably really swap Hicks and Voigt at this point. So then Voigt goes to three and Hicks goes to five. You just know that. He well, he already said he's going to be three Hicks. So I know I'm just saying we're in, just hypothetically talking about what we would do. Yeah, and I mean I I really don't see why DJ wouldn't be the three. I think he's literally one of the best hitters, if not the best hitter in baseball with runners in scoring position. So why not like give the guy ample opportunities to have runners in scoring position? Yeah. And I don't even think that's unorthodox. I don't think that a, a four hitter would be a, a power hitter. But, like, why don't we just have Voight be the four-hitter and then Stanton be the five? My ideal lineup that I would do, just off the top of my head, I would do Hicks leading off, gets on base, pimps the walks. Then I would do Judge because they have him cemented in the two-hole for whatever reason. Um, Then I would go DJ, Voight, Stanton, Glaber, Clint. Geo, did I miss anybody? I don't. I don't. I would. I don't really That's about that. what I would do. Here, here are some crazy DJ Lemayhew stats, real quick. It's kind of wild that Geo is our. Here, hitter. here's why. Eight, here's seven, why he, he supports the leadoff argument because when there's nobody on base, he bats three ninety four. Yeah, and what is it when he has people on? Runners on three oh two, and then runners, that can't be true. Okay, I'm looking at stats <laughs> from last year. Um, yes, yeah, last year, last year's stats. Runners in scoring position though, three sixty four. 
That's what I was talking about. And Ryan's that's in scoring. line with his regular batting yeah. average. But if you go back to 2019, I remember his numbers were disgusting with when I was in scoring position. Yeah. And, and it gets better with two outs, right? 421. Okay. So what are we even talking about here? He deserves <laughs> to be the three hitter. I know it's not going to happen, but if I were Aaron Boone, which I am not, and I love Aaron Boone, get well soon, buddy. But if I were him, I would put Hicks as the one and DJ as the three. And that's just that. Yeah, Ryan scoring position last year, he bad. Oh, I forgot about Gary when I was talking about the lineup, too. Gary? Shocker. Oh, whatever. But, like, right now, he's projected to bat last, which I don't like. Gary? Yeah. No, he's not. I mean, that's, like, the projected lineup as of now or whatever. I mean, I, those bottom four, like, you can really kind of do whatever you want with them. I think, not Glaber. Like, those bottom three, Clint... Gary and Geo, I don't really care what happens in the bottom, to be honest. That is completely up to, like, preference. Like, where do you want a power hitter mixed in with? I mean, they're all kind of power. I would put Geo in between the two, I guess. Yeah, but honestly, I'd, I'd put the guy who's at, I'd no, put, I'd put whoever has the, the highest on base last. And then a little give, double lead off? Yeah. Give the, so I'd probably put Geo as, yeah. the, as the nine. Give DJ an opportunity to get some runs in at that point. So... Glaber, Glaber's OBP last year was 350, Clint's was 328, Geo 327, Gary 302. That's what I would do with the lineup. That's that's it for me on that. I mean, I, I just wanted to address the topic that I brought up yesterday as Hicks should be the leadoff, and I don't see why not. And he gets he got the swagger to get a game going, and that's that. So it makes sense. I, I just think that it's it's a really it makes sense, but it's just so hard to justify not having LeMayhew leading off. Like if he was just a little bit worse, <laughs> then he's not making it easy. He's not making it easy. To make it is that, that classic if it ain't broke, don't fix it type thing. But it it could be so much better. It was why I wanted it to move. But moving on, that conversation ended up being a lot shorter than I thought it was because I was expecting you to give me a little bit of pushback, pushback, and you didn't at all. So. Another few, one of the few times we agree on things, but however, let's I, talk do, about, I do think the rest of the lineup does can be switched around a lot. Yeah, and I mean they will, and injuries will happen, and then you got Talkman who will come in, Gardner will come in, and they play with the lefty righty bats with them, and they'll probably be towards the middle of the lineup when they should be in the back end based on just how they are as hitters. But but they here, like here's to break the thing though, like when you look at Lemayhew and Hicks, I really think that those are the two guys who really can be moved around because I feel like everyone else just like is a very similar hitter. They're all kind of like power first gapper hitters. Um, and like Hicks and LeMahieu are the only people who have like little niches about them. Like Hicks is that switch off, uh, sorry, switch hitter who can walk a lot. And LeMahieu is just a hitting machine who gets on base all the time. Everyone else kind of like, you can kind of pick straws because they're going to have similar, not similar stats, but like, you know, similar productivity out of them. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's probably going to be the same lineup as it's been, but I was just <laughs> trying to talk some, have some fun and see some potential people we can move around. But I wanted to talk about the little bit of a re- overreaction Saturday and talk a little bit about what we've seen at spring training. We don't, right now, we haven't been doing spring training episodes. We've been just doing, the roll calls and that's kind of been it and that's kind of by design by us because we don't it's it's a lot of overreacting when you talk about what happened in spring training and there's really not much happening and the games aren't really televised but uh i'd be lying if i said i wasn't aroused by that Corey kluber <laughs> start i mean yep. that was just 
again, what I said before about spring training, it doesn't matter unless you do bad. And if you do good, great. But like, it still doesn't matter. It's still spring. If you're doing horrible, that's the only time it really matters. But even then, you can say, we're just knocking off the rust. Like, Garrett Cole gave up some home runs. And as to be expected against the Tigers, who are apparently... The Tigers and G-Man Choi are the two people who beat up on him. Yeah. And he gives up tons of home runs. And that's just because, one, it's spring training. And two, he's just getting in the swing of things. He's testing the fastball out. And that's kind of been the story. We'll talk about that more on his roll call episode, which is going to be released. That's actually the last one. So spoiler alert. It's not, it's, uh, it's, it actually lined it up nicely because it's the last one and then he pitches the next day. So that's how we lined it up with his roll call. But I'm not going to overreact to that. I'm not going to overreact to Gary hitting the home runs. I'm not going to overreact. The only thing that I am a little bit happy to see, not a little bit, I am very happy to see it is the Kluber and the Tyon things because they're coming off injuries and it's just nice to see that they their arms didn't fall off. It's like that, that's what you like to see. I mean, and the velocity what, was up too. I mean, that's what like, I think me personally, like that's what I was really looking forward to watching most of spring training was those guys pitch because they're going to be massive, massive to this roster and this rotation and just seeing them like... It's almost, it's almost like a little bit of a sigh of relief. It's like, okay, <laughs> like they went out there and they we pitched. got through this. Day. Yeah, we got through today. They pitched. They got some strikeouts. They look okay. They didn't. Their arm didn't fall off. We made. It looks like promising so far. And Tyon pitched. Tyon pitched today. I don't. Yeah. I have no idea what happened today because it wasn't. He, um, it wasn't televised again. He, I hate that. Yeah, I know. He had two innings pitched. I think he had two hits. He got into a couple. He like. How do you know this? I was looking at it before. You got this. a guy with the got, flip phone uh, yeah. <laughs> live stream. That's that's how I was watching so many of the highlights about just overall spring training of the ones that weren't even televised too, just like on YouTube. Half the shit on on YouTube is somebody like streaming it from their phone. Murph sent us that that stream of the night Kluber was yeah. pitching, and it was some girl like I don't even know what her name was, but she was streaming it on Twitter just yeah. from her phone. The the homie, like you're helping yeah. everybody else out, but yeah, but I didn't open it. Did you? No, but um, I'm sure it was. But JMO, I think he he walked a couple of people, bases loaded, but got out of it. So he pitched himself into a jam, and got out of it. And threw seven pitches last time. Yeah, one, two, three. And then he went to the bullpen, finished off, broke a sweat, which you like to see. Yeah, it's just it's good to see that they're pitching and they're like doing decent right now after not pitching for years. That's it. Yeah, that's no, like, nothing else about it. Nothing like to. It's an appropriate read reaction from this. It's a yeah, cyber which beef. is kind of why we don't want to do these episodes. That's why we do the roll calls because it gives us real shit to talk about versus overreacting about a little little things that do happen and. I mean, this is a nice little check-in. So it's just to check in on you guys and give us our reaction to what's going on so far. And it's just we're at that point in spring training where I am. I was so excited that baseball is back. And now it's just like, okay, this is just give me the real thing. This yeah. is like just April 1st. Where are you? We're going to spring training on the 18th. So if any of you guys are down there, we'll uh, six feet away from you. But we'll say hi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll like high five or anything, share a beer. But we'll definitely swing by the MS if you're around town, but we're going to catch a game there, record the rest of the roll calls and have some fun, do a little fantasy draft action. But mm. 
Yeah, I'm excited. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to. I mean, of course, I'm still going to watch the games, but I just want the season to start already. And yeah, I feel like I think we're going to opening day. I'm not sure. Who knows anymore? The Yankees ticket office has been in shambles with. If you guys found tickets anywhere, let us know how you got them because I don't know what the hell's going on with the tickets. So if if you're selling too, I'll buy. Buying that, buying a lot of things right now, a lot of baseball cards, a lot of Glaber. If you guys are into baseball cards, we're just talking about anything right now. If you guys are into <laughs> baseball cards, load, load up on Glaber right now. Lock it in. And Juan Soto. Juan Soto is probably going to win MVP this year. He's my yeah. favorite non-Yankee baseball player. He's a hard guy not to like. Yep. Well. I think that'll do it for me. Uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit about the lineup construction and chat a little bit about the, about the Yankees. Uh, if you are listening to this on the podcast feed, we did this live on Patreon. So patreon.com slash 161boys is where to find that. If you're already a patron, we love you. You guys are great. You also, in addition to the live shows, you also get, uh, we're going to start doing an extra podcast a week just about the MLB. Um, you get a monthly giveaway from ice and my pinstripes go check him out at ice and my pinstripes on instagram he has some really cool vintage yankee stuff that he's always selling and if you're a patron for two bucks a month you get a giveaway like one one of you guys one lucky patron is going to get a new thing every month and last month it was a really cool world series i think it was 98 hat yeah. that we gave away cool snapback those things fly I, I literally look at those things on instagram and they're gone in two seconds i know it's crazy, crazy. it's actually I mean, crazy it makes sense they're fire i want to buy all of them but I'm just i like, do too <laughs> i just got to restrain myself a little bit but got to give you guys a chance to swallow so them up i do want to get i do want to get like that like starter jacket that he had but anyway yeah patreon.com you get a chance to win one of those and there's i think there's about 10 people so your odds are pretty good so get in while you can Going to do it every month. Going to do pregame shows for games whenever we can. Live trivia all the time. We're big trivia guys. And, yeah, a lot of other stuff to come. And if you guys think of anything else that we could do, we'll do it as well. So if you're listening on the podcast app, I can't speak. Give us a five-star rating because we love you. All right, peace. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.